Hey everyone, welcome to a single tree podcast. This is episode number 10. We're going to talk about the development of the self. I'm Joel and I'm Brandon. Hello. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. We've been talking in the last couple of episodes about non-dualistic thinking, which is uh, kind of a way for us to cease all the judgments that naturally um, happen because of our our brain's function and our brain's probably overactivity, um, and just being able to receive all the parts of our experience and receive and accept ourselves and receive and accept others. Then we're gonna kind of further that thought a little bit today, um, admitting that the process of judging ourselves or, or kind of analyzing and, and categorizing everything is a, is a necessary prospect, pro- process in the development of ourselves. Then um, I think the the clearest way we can we can talk about this is just by talking about our relationships. We learn who we are in our relationships. Definitely, definitely in by getting feedback from our environment. Um, but uh, you know, one of the, one of the first things that happens in our lives is we are born, and then we start learning who we are um, from our caregivers, from typically our mother. Um, those attachment relationships, those primary first relationships are where we learn that we actually are a self. That's where the programming begins. That's where the programming begins. Yes. Um, and, and so through attachment, you kind of learn whether you're cared about or not. You, you learn whether you're important or not. Um, and so there's all these, these kind of judgments that we start making based on the feedback that we're getting from our environment and from our caregivers. We start, we start our lives saying, I am, I am, I am, I am. Mm -hmm. So what is the, what is the feedback that we get from when we do that? When we say that? Well, like you said, you know, in the beginning, it starts with our primary caregivers, right? I mean, and so much of it is, I mean, there's, there's the overt kind of, 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 of programming that's expressed through words or, mm-hmm. um, emotion, you know, different things like that. But there are, there are these, uh, there's this subtle programming as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, especially because, you know, children don't have, this is what's really interesting is that, you know, children are. We don't have the the fully developed, you know, uh, prefrontal cortex and and fully developed brains. And so uh, we're essentially absorbing all of this information from our ability to just perceive and absorb um, emotion and energy as a child. Mm -hmm. Basically... saying I am, I am, I am, um, 
predicated off of all of these these basic emotions human emotions instead of mm -hmm. uh synthesized through a lot of cognition mm -hmm. yeah you experience your mother yeah. um, typically you, you experience your mother um and and you you know there's uh infants will gaze at their mothers and you know and try to achieve eye contact right saying i am and the mother says back to them you are by looking at them exactly and, and and there's no words really that are needed um and there's no real thinking maybe that that the infant does um he or she just says i am it's absorbing and the mother's giving him or her feedback saying you are and and they you know just when they just when they have eye contact and and that's there's these emotions that are starting to form um, the child's ideas about themselves, about the world, whether it's safe, whether it's good. Um, and then it just continues from there. But, but yeah, it starts as this emotional process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. I, you know, I kind of think of, um, I've been, using this analogy uh, for a while now but humans actually are a lot like as different as they are from computers they are quite similar mm -hmm. you know I agree. Um, and in the fact that you know when a when a computer is built at, in, in the factory you know it's 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 built to, to it's given certain programs and the mm -hmm. computer will run mm -hmm. programs um until it breaks right or until mm -hmm. it's reprogrammed mm -hmm. and humans yeah. are quite similar sure. you know the brain isn't a whole lot different than a computer so yeah yeah we're we're receiving all of this information and in programming um through what we're absorbing mm -hmm. from day one right yeah it's interesting too i'll note that computers use binary logic they use ones and zeros to that, that is the information that they are programmed with. And, and you know, they, um, they receive uh, input from the user, you know, which, which basically just gives them lots of information about which ones or zeros should be on or off, you could say, right? Right. And so you could say a, a human person is, is actually just a, large collection of the same type of binary logic you know mm -hmm. um and there's so there's i was saying in the one of the last podcasts you know there's a there's we are a thousand dualisms we we are a thousand or a million you know of these um on or off switches you know it's either a one or a zero um and that's what creates sort of our programming just like a, a computer or, or a robot even um, and so, yeah, there's a lot of similarities. And so sometimes I think, you know, we're, we're in need of, we're in need of nuance though, you know, mm -hmm. and a binary system really allows no room. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking out loud here, but a binary system doesn't, doesn't leave much room if, if any for nuance. Mm-hmm. Or 
you know, the complexity that we were talking about, I mean, certainly the more kind of um, on-off switches that you add, the more complexity that you add, you know, mm-hmm. and it's almost like it's infinite. Right. Um, you know, and so the, the further you go into sort of learning about yourself or learning about someone else or, or uh, just learning about anything, you know, the more, the more and more complexity you're going to find. Right. Which is, which is where, you know, um, computers, which are man-made and programmed, um, you know, it's, it's, it's almost, it's difficult to sort of reproduce the same type of complexity. Although, you know, artificial intelligence and stuff like that is really advancing and Mm. there's, you know, lots of complexity now, even with computers and but yeah, the nu- the nuances is just is just the infinite complexity of these binary systems. You know, it makes me think about how it's how it's tied to beingness. You know, because hmm. it it it's some at some point it seems like you know through the the trajectory of of the human life, there's this big arc. And it starts upward, and a lot of it starts with, you know, this I am, I am, I am, I am, I am, right? And then it seems like, just through my observation and just my own experience, there's this point where there's, it's almost like I received so much programming, right? Or so much I am this, I am that, that there was this 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 dissonance enough dissonance to lead me down this path of wanting to to explore what i'm what i'm not to kind of undo Mm -hmm. this all this i amness that i accrued Mm. in the beginning kind of arc of my life you know yes and you know i'm only 38 but (laughs) I feel you're ha- like you're halfway done. It, right, probably. <laughs> but I feel like I'm on this I feel like I'm on this this other trajectory now where yes. The I'm adding another word which is I am not. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'm mm-hmm. I am not and um mm-hmm. it's what seems to be happening is this <clears throat> awareness. Mm-hmm. There's awareness that that comes from mm-hmm. from that. I don't. I am slash I am not is a dualism, mm-hmm. right? And and we've said in previous podcasts, existence is the equal parts life and death. And and I I actually had a similar thought I think in the last week um, that. Uh, you know, clearly it's, it's good for us to, you know, move toward life for us to grow and move forward and, and flourish. And then you could say maybe in the second half of your life, you're going to be moving toward death. Um, you might be, think of it as growing down. You might think of it as subtracting rather than adding what you're saying is you're thinking of it as I am not rather than I am. Mm-hmm. And the truth is you're both. You are and you are not. That's 
right but that that and that's where the 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 awareness and the perspective is you know because out of this exploring this this i am not Mm -hmm. is putting into perspective well i am just as much as i am not Mm -hmm. and allows me to uncover like a, a, a deeper kind of beingness and presence and mm-hmm. helps me actually learn even more about myself mm-hmm. yeah so you so you learned kind of in the first half of your life you are I am and now it's kind of about learning how you are not You're about learning the I am not so and you and you talked about that um, previously just talking about how learning who you are comes from learning who you're not right right so and it's we, kind of both happening at the same time exactly but you know it, it, it goes back to what you were saying in the very beginning of this conversation this all happens through feedback mm-hmm. you know yeah. feedback that we're getting in our in our little ecosystem yeah you know what i mean yeah and Mm -hmm. that's it's it's obviously necessary and it's 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 critical Mm -hmm. and we were talking earlier about that you know how you know consciousness wants to explore itself and learn about itself and interact with with itself and that so that's what we're doing is just right learning in our learning about ourselves in our little ecosystems yeah so you'll learn about who you are and who you're not in your family probably from the relationships that you have from interacting with your environment you know as a kid you go outside and play and you do things you know you're subject to gravity Um, you know there are certain forces that you maybe exert on the world around you and it exerts back on you and and all the while you're kind of learning consciousness a good example would be just kind of you know your uh, motor skills when you're a young child you know a, a toddler even um, you're learning that you have hands and that you can use them and how to use them but they're not kind of finely tuned yet um, and you're just doing that by experience you try holding things you try grabbing things you try touching things um, and all the while you're learning about how your hands work and, and, you know, that's a way of when you're a little kid, you're learning about yourself, mm-hmm. what, what defines you, what you are and what you are not. And, and that the feedback that we get from our environment and from other people is it continues throughout your entire life. And some of it is shed seems to be then maybe, mm-hmm. That some of those things are <clears throat> some of those things are shed mm-hmm. yeah so what is what is that how do they get shed do you think what does that mean well I think we have I think maybe you can think of it in terms of of narratives mm-hmm. you know narratives or kind of based off of the programming that we get hmm. and you know we 
we live we we live certain little little stories just like you said when you know we're made up of a, of a thousand different dualisms well one could say that there are a lot of maybe just as many different narratives that we're that we're living and hmm. you know sometimes i think we we live those narratives until we've gotten enough feedback hmm. from our ecosystem that leads us to go away from that or um mm-hmm. shed it if that makes sense yeah I think an example might be like I've been journaling since I was 20 years old um, and I never go back and read any of my journal entries um, for a few different reasons. But but mostly because, you know, there's just the process is helpful to me. It's it's not really something that I'm writing to publish or or, you know, for for even my own eyes to read. Um, But if I do, if I did go back and and, you know, I have from time to time gone back and kind of looked at something that I wrote maybe 10 or 15 years ago. Um, and there's this person that I was 10 or 15 years ago, which, you know, I can sort of understand and I, and I connect with, but it's not really me anymore. Mm-hmm. Or I, or I think about, you know, it's easy to think about like how foolish I was when I was in my twenties or whatever. Um, you know, but, but it's almost like, what I felt and experienced so intensely 10 years ago, I don't feel so intensely anymore or I don't feel it at all. Um, and so, but, but it's exactly who I felt like I was 10 years ago. Right. It was real to you. Yeah. It was your reality. Yeah. And so I like to think of it as maybe like that's an impression that I, you know, an impression of myself. Um, and it, and it's almost like it just exists in that moment in time. And then I release it or, Mm -hmm. or shed it or let it go. And, and, you know, 10 years later, I've done that a million times or, you know, I don't know how many times exactly, but, you know, let's, let's just do it in days, you know, the next day, maybe I wasn't exactly the same person. Um, but, you know, having written that day, I would have been maybe a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so I like to think of it, too, as like time-lapse photography. Like there's these impressions every single day of yourself and, you know, kind of the aggregate of those over time helps you form yourself. But, you know, who I am today is going to be different than who I am in 10 years. Yeah. The word you used, impression, is to me a powerful word, you know, because I think it can be, you know, in our culture, um, you know, we have this, these ideas about how how our experience and who, who we are is, is is important and and is and is the truth or maybe even the ultimate mm-hmm. reality and and it's static and it stays put or something it, but exactly when when we hold on to these narratives or these impressions mm-hmm. of our of ourselves or these this programming right 
or the feedback that we're getting from our ecosystem mm-hmm. too too tightly too much then we're not we're not consciousness isn't evolving yeah but we have there are different perspectives that would say well no i i i am who i am and it's just not going to change and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there some some people will say that with a lot of pride you know and conviction right Be- you know i'm not confused about who, <laughs> who I, I am this is this is who i am and uh-huh. this is how i've always been and it's who i always yeah. will be right and um <laughs> never going to change right and you know that that's that's an interesting um <laughs> cog to throw into the wheel in this discussion you know interesting (laughs) yeah it is an interesting (laughs) way to approach your life never wanting to change but it's you know it's 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 we do that but you're right yeah why i can think of when i was (laughs) 20 you know my idea of who i was was strong and vibrant (laughs) and it was so real you You know what i mean you thought you knew right like it was so so real <laughs> and yeah. there's no way i would ever be able to really project into the future about how it wouldn't be real you know what i mean yeah. it was just so real for that time yeah you know you thought it would never change right and i couldn't see outside of it why yeah. would i it was right the best you know uh, this was my reality well and you had to be where you were You're right you had to be 20 and I had to be 20 how I was. Yeah. You know, fully. Yeah. So that it could work itself out. <laughs> right. Right. So, and that's an important thing to to realize, you know, we're talking about shedding these impressions of who you are for the next one, you know, maybe the next day, maybe the next year, maybe, and you know, doing that over and over for the decades or whatever as you're alive. Um but it's really important just to be where you are, you know? Another way to think about it too, I was talking earlier about like, you know, if you're, if you're doing a puzzle, it's, you know, everybody knows puzzles are sort of leisurely. I think most of the time for most people, I don't know if there's anyone that gets paid to do puzzles, but maybe, um, but we can see that that's not the most important thing that you could ever be doing in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Is doing a puzzle, putting a puzzle together. But it's really, there's something to just being really present and doing the puzzle, right? And when you're finished with it, you, I don't know, you're going to put it back in the box or <clears throat> maybe you'll hang it up on your wall. I don't know. But um, you move on and you do other stuff, right? It doesn't, the puzzle doesn't define you. It's not it's not who you are but it's really important to just be in it to to do it and just like being 20 it's really important just to be 20 mm. do 20 you know and and you're probably not going to stay there forever hopefully you won't yeah but you should go ahead and do it while you're there yeah and and then and then be willing to surrender it for 21 yeah i mean that's it's it's an interesting paradox there you know when mm-hmm. when you're saying yep. well be be 20 fully yeah you know 
be be 20 fully and have that experience right fully right but also don't hold on to it you know what i mean yeah i can't say that my experience now is radically different than it was when i was 20 all i know is that i have a little bit more perspective over the experience that i'm having and i don't hold on to it as tightly that doesn't mean that i don't have my experience fully yeah but i also know that you know through some years on this earth that you know it's going to change that there will be aspects of my programming or consciousness that change you know Mm -hmm. So it's not a whole, it's not a whole lot. It's not radically different than when I was 20. It's very mm-hmm. similar in a lot of ways. Yeah. The biggest difference is that I, I just, uh, I don't hold on to it. I, I just know it's going to evolve and change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, and that's the process of growth. It's, uh, it's the development of the right. self the consciousness that you have about yourself at a moment in time and then the surrendering of it for the next thing. And it's like you said, it's dependent on feedback that we're getting from our, our little ecosystems, whether that be work or family or being a board member or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, all of these things, that's what kind of pushes it and moves it along. Yeah. You're going to get feedback from anything that you do. You know, if you're doing the puzzle, you're going to get feedback from it. You're going to learn about yourself. You're going to learn about what you can do. You can learn about how your brain works. Um, And you know, whether the puzzle's getting put together or not, you're going to learn a little bit about your abilities. Um, Anything that you do, whether it's, doing a puzzle, being a board member, being a part of a business, being in a marriage. Those things are all going to give you feedback about yourself and you, and you should do them fully. You should be in them fully. And, and that's because that's how you learn about yourself. If you're not really present, it's hard to do that learning about yourself. That's so important to forming this impression of your self that you're eventually going to surrender the feedback you're saying the feedback then maybe isn't as clear or potent if you're not present right Mm -hmm. so if you're kind of numbed or guarded right um then then the feedback is is constrained yeah watered down limited yeah so uh, a good example is in a relationship you know if you're guarded like you said um you're not gonna allow yourself to sort of express yourself in a relationship. You're not going to be honest. Um, you're going to restrict those things and hold them back. Um, and you know, if there's anything that will get you some feedback, it, it will be sharing and expressing how you feel in a relationship. Good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. So if you do that, you're going to get feedback about yourself. You're going to learn about yourself more so than if you, are constantly just holding those things inside you. And if you're saying, at least from when I listen to you talk, that's really the content that is needed mm-hmm. to push us along in, in evolving and 
continuing to either um, live live new narratives or shed shed mm-hmm. old old narratives or programming. You could use a couple of different words for mm-hmm. that, but it's 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 the it's not only the content mm-hmm. you're saying, but it's the quality of the content that that provides. Mm-hmm the energy and the information that that moves us into living new narratives and shedding old ones mm-hmm. and that essentially is c- this really this process you know on a on a bigger mm-hmm. on a bigger uh scale is just consciousness evolving okay. essentially yeah. maybe that's yeah a microcosm of what's happening with everyone and that's how the larger self is just continuing to evolve and grow and yes and yeah when it you're is in about... tune with both mm-hmm. the the smaller mm-hmm. microcosm of that and the mm-hmm. bigger mm-hmm. then yeah yeah i want to reiterate there's nothing there's nothing wrong with a small self you know we you know we give it a hard time maybe a little bit but um you know, if you if you think about it as just uh, your your small self is really important to get to know, so that you can continue sort of expanding it uh, further out to be more connected with the larger self. Anytime you get outside of yourself, or even have this kind of meta awareness of yourself. Um, you're moving more into the larger self um, and all of these impressions that we have of our own identity about who we are as people are, um, are important, but it's also important to sort of shed them or just to realize that's just our impression of ourselves from a larger self perspective. And, and then, you know, moving into the larger self is, um, becoming more and more connected with others, just being connected with the larger self itself. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But I like what you said about the quality of the interaction, the quality of the feedback that you're getting being really important. Um, you know, if you if you think about like our relationships with one another, and when you have these interactions with people that are that feel really life-giving, they feel dynamic, um, you know, that's, that's really kind of what we're talking about when we co- talk about the quality of the interaction. Um, when it feels that, when it feels life-giving, I think it's giving you a lot of good feedback about yourself and you're learning about yourself. <clears throat> so it's good, it's good to engage in relationships in a real um, potent way to be engaged. Right. And it's so synonymous with just, you know, a number of different podcasts that we've talked about in regards to just the changing of the seasons and how, Hmm. you know, it's similar to a tree as well. You Mm -hmm. know, it sheds leaves and old impressions and grows new ones and Mm -hmm. sheds those and grows new impressions and Mm -hmm. it's happening constantly. It's hard. It's hard, though. You know, that can be... (laughs) It can be difficult because, mm-hmm. you know, we we have these these brains, and mm-hmm. you know, we find safety in 
in our impressions or who we think we are and yes. how we are because it organizes us. Yes. Yes, you know? it, it organizes us. And it has to. We have to be organized. Right. Otherwise, we fall apart. And so it's it's the process of letting ourselves be organized, but yeah. understanding that this is a temporary organization. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Or you're, orientation. Right, right. You're gonna you're gonna shed that um, skin, maybe, and 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 be reorganized in a new, renewed way. Um, yeah, I think I think we get really attached to the impressions that we have of ourselves to, to our of ourselves to our identity you know like you were talking about people who hold really tightly to who they are and say this is who i am and it's not going to change and it you know it's just who i am so i have to act this way or whatever um but yeah we we just we want to hold really tightly to who we think we are and and so for me like i've defined myself as an introvert or whatever right and and which which means you know, I like to be alone. I get energy from being reflective. Um, you know, sometimes relationships are hard for me. They are taxing emotionally. And so, but, you know, over the past five or 10 years, um, since kind of learning that about myself, I've also uh, become a little more extroverted, a lot, a lot more extroverted. You know, it's, kind of hard to believe how introverted I was but um and it and it sort of like has shattered this 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 dualistic idea of introvert extrovert right because I what I've learned about myself is that I can be both mm-hmm. um <clears throat> which is which is which is in some ways been really painful for me to to let go of my identity as an introvert and to see that I can that I actually need interaction with people and I and I also need time to reflect and be in solitude. But, you know, if I had, and, and some people do this, you know, they hold really tightly to the idea that they're an introvert or they're an extrovert and they can't be the other. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, to, to continue developing as a self, it's important to not get locked into one view of yourself. And you, and you could do that in a million different ways to yourself and limit yourself from growing and developing. How do, how do you think, what do you think the signs are or how do we know when we're holding on too tightly to something and not maybe allowing ourselves to grab, gravitate into a new narrative? What, what do you think what would you say are the signs that we should pay attention to? I think it's I think it's just important to notice when you are running into the same old problem that you always do. <laughs> you know, um, some people have a narrative about themselves that they're bad or that they are incapable, um, or a narrative that's kind of filled with guilt, for instance. Um, and, you know, so, so everything that happens, they feel guilty about, they, they always feel guilty about, um, things that they've done in the past, just about all the ways that they feel, you know, and so it's, it's kind of this, like, 
one one size fits all approach to life everything that happens i'm going to feel guilty about right so you know if you just pay attention to the kind of the the distresses or the things that are um happening over and over that are like the recurring patterns yeah sort of bogging you down and you know they're like your struggles your problems whatever those are the places where you can probably be a little more open to um, shedding guilt for instance i mean like why wouldn't you want to shed that right well yeah but i mean i mean i realize there's a payoff for guilt but yeah right but uh, yeah, just pay, paying attention to those places where it's like you just keep doing the same thing over and over and it's not working. Mm-hmm. You know? um, those are the places where you probably can open yourself up to maybe, maybe your story doesn't have to be um, rife with guilt. You know, maybe you can actually feel good about yourself. Maybe you can forgive yourself. Maybe you can be kind to yourself. Maybe you can have, you know, confidence in what you do. You know, instead of just saying, oh, I'm just a guilty person. And that's just the way I am. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to stay that way. Yeah, that can be. That can be a, a, a tricky process to try to pay attention to in in this busy life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially, you know, if you've been guilty for years, decades even, you know, it's hard to think there's any other way of being. So what we're suggesting, what we're kind of suggesting or talking about is maybe considering... Maybe even this may not be the best word, but some sort of practice to mm-hmm. put to put into place. Mm-hmm. How would you describe this practice? I would say um, what you what you want to do is develop some impressions of yourself. You, you want to get your get to know yourself well. You know, um, just just because you're going to discard it or shed it doesn't mean that you shouldn't get to know it and know it well. It can't be discarded or said if you don't know it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just some process of getting to know yourself. You know, you're going to get feedback from interacting with other people. Uh, You'll get feedback from, you know, doing some sort of contemplative practices, being in silence. Um, Writing. You can learn about yourself through writing. Um, You know, this, this whole idea of the development of the self this 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 idea for this podcast episode for me came from doing the podcast you know because um we record these things and then uh i have to listen to them to edit them you know um and and so then when i listen to myself i get it's like getting feedback about myself you know i'm learning about myself by my own words so it's given me this like reflect reflection of myself. Um, but there's, there's a lot of different ways that you can get to know who you are at this very moment, interacting with your environment, working, you know, mm-hmm. playing, just being mm-hmm. 
in your environment is teaching you about yourself. So that's that's kind of the first practice is just to develop some habit of getting to know yourself. And there's lots to explore. Lots to explore. Like for me, one of the things that, you know, in, in, in getting to know myself is exploring uh, myself, I think, by thinking of, of myself kind of as a computer, you know, mm-hmm. and thinking yeah. about what, what, what programming exists right now yeah you know not only right now but what's that looked like over a long period of time Mm. and where what kind of like what is the my fundamental programming Mm. you know Mm -hmm. where did it start how did that look like how is that how is that programming manifested over the arc of my life yes how is it manifesting differently uh-huh. you know because the same fundamental programming that we're getting you know especially from infancy on you know in our primary caregiver years we have this fundamental programming but at least for me what what i've been able to see over the arc of my life is that it's not that the expectation should be that that programming is just eliminated. I'm not even sure mm. that's possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what I've been able to see through learning about myself and looking at it from the vernacular of programming mm-hmm. is I've seen how that fundamental programming that I've received is still is still active, mm-hmm. but how it's changed, how it's evolved yeah. differently. <clears throat> so can you think of an example? Of one program? Mm. Sure. I, you know, I think uh, self-sufficiency, Okay. you know, yeah. is mm-hmm. a very strong programming in my, in my childhood and, and family of origin. Mm. And that's, you know, a priority in my life now, mm. but. Mm-hmm. But it, it it manifests differently than it did five years ago, even okay. three years ago. Okay. Um, so that program that programming is there, but it's but it's evolved. It's it's mm. it's it's changed, and it, it um and it's only changed because I've I've gotten feedback. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh and, yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm able to kind of keep keep my pulse on this programming and how it's evolved or evolving. You know, I might have an idea of of, of where I want it to be, mm-hmm. but I can't just wave a wand and you know, manifest that ideal programming in the now. Really? Oh yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I can I can have the idea or the wantingness of it. Right. But it's it's still rubbing up against my current programming, right? Ah. And there's a friction there. Yes. And there's this internal friction. And when I'm able to have this internal friction uh-huh. and be open to feedback from the outside, mm. that's kind of how my programming continues to evolve. Yeah. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, so so you can't, that's really a great way to say it. You can't just replace your programming. You, you can't just load a different program, even though you'd, you want to. Yeah. You might I want to. You can, now, that's not to say that you can't do some things with your, make some alterations in your behavior. Right. I think that 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 can be important and and even powerful, but there's this there's this there's this deeper mm. level that that has that has to kind of change and and um, mm. e- evolve. That's that's not something that you can just manage you can and and control. That's more of like a beingness kind of deal. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. So it sounds to me like your, you know, like self-sufficiency for you is something that's not just going to go away. Um, it's something that was maybe ingrained in you and it's very important to you. Yes. In a way. Yeah. I, the, 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 um, why I think it's important Mm -hmm. has changed even. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, the reasons why I thought it was important five years ago, yeah, are quite different than they are now. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's what's really kind of shifted and changed. It hasn't necessarily mm. been the programming, and so mm-hmm. I think it's important for us to understand what is this programming, and not even necessarily to judge it because. Right. Inherently, self-sufficiency isn't bad, but right. how is that? How is how is that manifesting? You know, yeah. why is it important? It's important now for me to be sufficient, or you know, self-sufficient on a yes. on a certain level because well, I'm a human and I need to be that way in this in this world. Right. It's also important for me to be that way because you know. Um, it's important for me to be interdependent with people and not dependent. Yes. And um, it's important for me to be self-sufficient because, um, you know, I, I don't want to be overly, overly taxing on others. I want to be yeah. able to depend on them. There was, right. that's where I am now is, is, is different than yeah. where I was five or 10 years ago. It, yeah. What it used to look like five or 10 years ago was maybe even an actual mm. <clears throat> pushing away of or rejection of, mm-hmm. of some of those things, maybe even some sort of isolation kind of stuff. Okay. Does that make sense? Totally. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to dispense with the self-sufficiency altogether. No, because then you would just be fully dependent on other people, right? You know, um, which would come with its own set of problems. And so, you don't need to replace the self sufficiency program with dependency program. You just need to kind of massage it and work with the feedback that you're getting, which has helped you to become more interdependent with others, right? But retain some self sufficiency. And I. I don't know this, but I think it's an illusion to think you can just replace programming. <laughs> yeah, I, that's I've never absurd. been able to do it. I think that's absurd. Now, the reason why I think it's absurd is because I've tried like hell to do it. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Yes. But once again, that's been my programming of self-sufficiency working itself out saying, mm, 
Right. Nice try. <laughs> you know? Well, we talk to people all the time who, if they could just change their thinking, right, they would be a new person, right? But they can't. Right. Yeah. And so... Can't just replace it. There's... I think there, I've found some freedom, some freedom in that, in, 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 you know, wrestling with this, trying to replace programming, um, mm. or, and, and now just mm-hmm. accepting the, the, the programming that, that's there, you know, some of the fundamental, I'm talking about fundamental programming, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the programming that we accrue over life in other areas, but fundamental pro- programming and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that's it's it's not about elimination mm-hmm. or replacing it's about mm-hmm. a, an evolution yes um yeah yeah okay that's good it's all it's like almost that. it's almost inhumane to think that you can just replace program that is one important way that we are not like computers because you can reprogram a computer oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, right but with right. humans no you cannot do that and, it, and, yeah. and it's not limited to, to just a change in behavior you can mm. present behavior that's that aligns with maybe a different kind of programming but is it real no it, mm. that's, that's just a presentation of behavior mm. yeah you're not actually changing yourself right it's not freely like flowing from you it's just a presentation of behavior oh yeah and so when we try to go too harshly into this reprogramming of ourselves we think well if i'm excellent at presenting this behavior then i have reprogrammed Mm -hmm. that's i think that's an illusion That it just is. that it just is. means we're good at acting that. It, yeah. But we are we're not. good at doing something, but you haven't become <clears throat> it. Right. Yeah, so so the practice is getting to know yourself just as you are. Getting to know your programming, who you are, in quotation marks, your identity, your at least your impression of yourself. Um, the second part of it might be being open to feedback from your environment. Okay, so uh, you know, if you've developed this practice of getting to know yourself and have some methods with which you can do that, then it's important to maybe find and identify some methods that help you to get some feedback from other people or um, just from your environment. You know, how, how are you going to allow input from the outside into forming your ideas about yourself? Yeah, it, it, it gives us it gives us a better <clears throat> it helps us better see and explore our own programming. Mm-hmm. And gives us feedback and, and you know, sometimes we could see this as judgment, you know. Um, we can receive it as judgment from other people when, when they're giving us feedback and some and sometimes they are meaning to judge us, um, or are not, not meaning to judge us. Uh, or sometimes they're critical. Sometimes they're not giving us helpful feedback, right? So it's it's difficult to think about sometimes opening yourself up to feedback. Um, and it's important to, um, you know, make sure that maybe you're getting some feedback that's actually from people who care about you, mm-hmm. um, that uh, p- 
people who are trying to help you, not people who are just trying to tear you down. Um, but any and all feedback can be helpful in the formation of the self. I think as long as we grow into this idea that the learning is necessary, that the feedback will actually benefit us, mm -hmm. it's extraordinarily important. Mm -hmm. And actually, the more <clears throat> aware of our programming we are, the less deceived we are when we start getting feedback from other people that really isn't relevant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or helpful. Right. And even when we get feedback from them, it's useful. Yeah, you can use it. For sure. Maybe in the future we can talk a little bit more about ways that we can get feedback and make it helpful because, you know, obviously you don't, you don't want to just open yourself up to everyone, you know, um, although that may, may be the eventual goal, it can feel kind of unsafe for people and, and even be damaging if you don't really know how to synthesize it. Um, so maybe we could talk about that in the future. But um, the process of getting feedback from somewhere and something is absolutely essential. Otherwise, you're just isolated. You're just a closed system. It's, it's essential. And having some clarity about our... our own unique like fundamental programming is really powerful mm -hmm. and can inform us in being able to to do that well receive feedback in a meaningful and good way mm -hmm. so learn about who you are be who you are then be open to feedback and start incorporating the feedback and assimilating it into maybe who you want to be um, and, into becoming, you know, and, and developing, shedding some of the, the narratives maybe that need to be left by the wayside and coming up with a new narrative, realizing that you may also shed that one um, or it may evolve like you're talking about um, all the time, um, you know, developing and, and keeping your eye on these impressions that you have of yourself. The whole, the whole goal is to move further into the larger self, you know, which is being more connected with others and being more connected with this, this larger consciousness, consciousness itself. Mm. Yeah. And maybe take some time to explore what programming looks like for you, like mm -hmm. where that started, what some of those yeah. main things are. Probably will have to do with your experiences in the past. Absolutely. Your family. Right. Which can be painful. Happened to you. Yes, it's which can be difficult. And all of this all of this includes some level of and degree of grief, which we've talked mm -hmm. maybe ad nauseum about, but mm -hmm. actually, you know, it's just yeah. always there. So Yeah. Definitely, definitely with the shedding of layers, there's grief. There's, you know, with the changing of the programming, the changing of yourself as a person, you're developing, you're leaving things behind, you're having to let go of some of the things that maybe you thought even of yourself in the past. There's grief. And there's grief just in facing maybe some of the hard things that have happened, the hurtful things that have happened in the past. Yes. So this is kind of maybe just a, a place to get started on, um, you know, how we become ourselves and how we can 
continue to get more and more connected with the larger self, larger consciousness itself. So we appreciate you listening. Yeah, thanks. We hope you'll hit us up with questions and, and feedback, anything that... Yeah, we need... That's perfect example, right? We need, yeah, exactly. We need, we need feedback from anyone who is listening so that we can, you know, yeah, say more things that are good and relevant or... Yeah. So that we can evolve. Yeah. And, uh, you know, anything that you'd like for us to talk about, that would be great. We'd love to hear it. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Talk to you soon.